they look like survival horror to you? Welcome to the Eagle and Wolf Podcast, a fan podcast dedicated to casual, in-depth discussions about Resident Evil and other survival horror games. Yeah, and you know what? About that other survival horror games, we may go into more on that. Uh, it is I, one of your hosts, Wolf, and I am joined by... Eagle, uh, it's great to see you again, Wolf, and it's great to talk about something that isn't Resi <laughs> on this on this survival horror podcast that really was Resi, but it's like, oh, but we want to talk about Dino Crisis, we want to talk about you know Silent Hill, we want to talk about other ones, and some of those are not those are not mentioned on our list or <laughs> not even list. Is this a list? I, I appreciate you keeping that as steady as you could, because I totally introduced the show backwards. I was like, welcome to the Wolf and Eagle show. <laughs> but it's but yes, it's, it's, it's fine. Roll with it. But Roll I agree with, with you. But I agree with you. We've had many a time where it's like, you know, oh, man, the you know, the costumes in Resident Evil, they're fantastic. But oh, man, remember that one from Silent Hill or something? And it'll be like, yeah, that is nice. Too bad we can't talk about it. Fuck that. After episode 10, we're breaking that barrier down. Break the walls down, Jericho style. And we're going to go ahead. Oh, wrestling reference. Wrestling from the reference. Um, but uh, he's not even my favorite. But that's fine. He's got a good song. Um, anyway, we're going to be talking about some other survival horrors. These are our five uh, other survival I, horror games. What, what do we call this? But, but, <laughs> before we start, uh -huh. before we start, I just want to say it is a true horror to play against anyone who mains Velma in multiverses. Wow. And I just wanted to say, Straight up. fuck you. She's OP as shit, and they nerfed her, and she's still OP. See, I was going to give you shit going on like, hey, that's not survival horror, but no, Velma, it's, it's horror. It's trying to survive. She, yeah. she, she's a fucking cryptid. <laughs> she's so OP. Like I, Superman bows in fear. What the fuck? And I say this as like, a Velma main? Do, do you see? Do you see why I love Velma now? Like, it's it's just very obvious when you start playing her. Bro, the fact that she has tracking normals annoys <laughs> the piss There's out of me. so many trackings. It's great. And you could choose. It could... I, okay, this is this is so beyond the point, but it, you could choose whether or not it tracks an enemy or a friend. It's just radical. By the way, just <laughs> technically, the Scooby-Doo franchise is horror-laden. That is so. true. Horror-themed, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have a conversation about that as well in this episode on like whether or not something still qualifies as survival horror or whether or not we're just talking about horror games. Um, I feel like it, it's kind of an in-between there. Every game's going to have its own case. Yeah. And I feel with these five, they are not in order. There's no like real like diehard favorites. And please understand there might be like with 80 to 90% certainty, a redux. So so please understand for those out there, if we don't mention, why didn't they mention that fucking game? Uh, we m most likely are going to cover it in the redux. And you're more than welcome to join us. Just hit us up. We have, yeah. we have social media, you know, just feel free. Well, Eagle and Wolf, how dare you not mention literally every horror game? Like, how did how could you not bring up every single one? How did you not bring up Echo Six Night or whatever the fuck? Or, look, okay, there's a lot. And we're, we're going to get through as many as we can. These are not, as, as Eagle said, these are not ranked. We're not saying any game is better than the other because 
each, I feel like each game has its own pros and cons. It's very hard for me to just say like, you know, this suggestion's better than this suggestion. So it's just five games from each of us. If you're into Resident Evil, these are some other horror games that you may enjoy as well. So please feel free to check these out. Um, I tried, and I don't know if you did this too, but I tried to make my list a little bit less uh, obvious and, and like uh, popular popular, although it is still very popular. I still wanted to get some major hits in here too, because, you know, I gotta include those. I'm like dead, dead sure we're gonna have maybe an overlap, but we're, you and I are fighting on my first pick. Interesting. Okay, so I have backups. It's okay. I have runner-ups. So let's go ahead and get this started. Without further ado, hit me up with your first horror game suggestion. Evil Within 1. Wait, like, okay, wait, no, 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 wait. The when first you say, one. When you say argue, do you mean, like, argue whether or not it should be on my list or argue whether or not it deserves to be here? It deserves to be here. Okay, you know what I don't like. <laughs> Let me, like, let me, like, I, I want, I want, let me explain. So for those that are the uninitiated that have never played Evil Within or right. heard of it, um, basically it's a poor man's Resi 4. Ah, uh, it is a poor man's Resi 4 lathered in wannabe Silent Hill and sometimes... Very much so. Yeah. But the creator and director of it is Shinji Mikami, who we, you know, we have sucked his dick enough on this fucking podcast. Um, our so Resident it goes Evil without father. saying. <laughs> yeah. He's our daddy, fucking sweet home, wanted to end it after two. You know, what a bold <laughs> and man. And just like dad, wants to get rid of us as soon as he can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going out for milk and cigarettes. But. 3.5. What, what blows me away about Evil Within and why I didn't put Evil Within 2, which Evil Within 2 technically is the vastly superior game. The gameplay flows better into it has a, an easier system of upgrading in two than in one. One has this jarring locker system that, you know, rewards you for exploration. Which Did you is great, fucking mean so, to do that? The what? Did you fucking mean to do that? Do what? That it has a jarring upgrade system? Did you mean to do that? Anyway, so... You fucker, cool no, we don't know. The audience doesn't know that you upgrade yourself with jars of green goop. Let with your green pun, goo, yes. Let your pun have context, fuck. <laughs> but it was, it was there for those to pick it up, the ones that know. But why I went with Evil Within 1, I feel its bosses are infinitely scarier. The environment is dripping with more character. I love the hospital. I love the designs of the creatures. There was a little bit more emphasis, I feel, on stealth in this, even though the stealth is like, excuse me, borderline broken at times. Yeah. I still enjoy the game. It's, and I love the character of Sebastian. I just feel this story makes more sense than two. Two just went real fucking out there. Uh, it was, what was that movie with J-Lo where the fucking horse is getting dissected? Oh, The Cell. cell. The Cell. Like, well, one of the Evil inspirations two, for SH4, by the way, <laughs> I think. Evil Within, two, Evil Within 2 has so much of that where it's like, it's so up its own ass. Even though it's technically, in gameplay, a better game, I just feel for character, for story, for horror, genuine horror, 
Because I was legit scared playing Evil Within 1. I feel Evil Within 1 is criminally underrated, in my opinion. And I thoroughly enjoy it, and I recommend it for everybody. Okay, and look, that's entirely fair. Um, for those of you that who, those of you who don't know what evil uh, the evil within is, uh, basically, you, you you mentioned the character Sebastian. He's basically a, he's a police detective, and he's going in and he's investigating a crime scene at a hospital. And I'll leave it at that because it sort of you know develops from there. Yeah, it obviously. goes up. At, it goes crazy from there. Yeah, and that's kind of my issue a little bit. Like my issue with that game, like I think the second one's a little bit better because I think it handles its pacing a lot better, whereas this game kind of throws a lot of shit at you, and you're, in your head you're like, oh, okay, so how am I going to piece this together with the plot? And you just you should just stop there, because there's a lot of stuff that's just there, and and I don't know, maybe I didn't get, you know, that deep into it to where I found the meaning behind everything, but I felt like they were trying to do way too much at the same time, plus that game is like the definition of jank. Like, holy shit. You can get hit by things that are, like, a foot away from you. Uh, some triggers will just happen because, and you're not even near them. Like, it, it's just, yeah. a, I would love to play an Evil Within Remastered. I think I'd like that a lot more. Like, some sort of, like, tightening of the screws so that way the game doesn't play so janky for me. And I think that would work a lot. But either way, it's a very popular game. And if you do love it, the second one's out there and introduces open world elements and stuff. Um, but anyway, I think that's a good pick. I disagree with with liking the game, but I cannot disagree with it being a suggestion. It, it is a good pick. All right, now now let's get off to you. Let's see what you got. What you bringing, Wolf? Speaking of games with uh, not so great combat and gameplay, I'm gonna start Rule this of Rose. Yeah, I'm gonna start <laughs> this list off with one that I've been hyping for a long time and won't stop hyping and will continue to hype. Rule of Rose. Now, this game is an obscure-ass PS2 um, game, horror game, and it is just so focused on being um, very atmospheric. The soundtrack is just to die for. Um, it just the visuals, to this day, hold up. There's a scene where the main character gets, like, drenched with water, and I swear, mm -hmm. I'm like, holy fuck, that still looks good, like, to this day, in terms They're of- They're FMVs, right? The, the FMV, yeah. FMVs. Yeah. The FM, well, not the entire game, but the FMVs are just gorgeous. So if you're looking for a game that is just like blows your mind with its visuals, with candles and roses and all sorts of like luxurious shit, definitely hit up Rule of Rose. And the story is something really nice too. It's a little hard to follow sometimes, but I kind of like those stories where it's like you get a point A to point B and then it's up to you to like connect the pieces together. And I like that a lot. And it works really well here. Big bone butt. Giant bone butt on this suggestion, though. I don't recommend anyone play it. I recommend you either wa watch a walkthrough, like a playthrough online, <coughs> Bonking TV on YouTube, um, or you can you can uh, just read the wiki or or you know I don't know watch a no commentary run if you're so inclined to not have any commentary at all. But because um, the game itself is extremely hard to play, like. Oh my god. Okay, the map is so samey. It's all taking place in this one airship, and everywhere looks the exact same. Doors change their locks whenever the fuck they want. Enemies respawn in a survival horror game, which is a fucking nightmare. And then on top of that, hit detection is off. 
So like you'll be swinging at something and four of your swings will miss and one will hit. But no, don't worry, all of their hit detections just perfect, spot on. In fact, they block your hallways like all the time because they fill up hallways with like 13 enemies at a time and you're like, why? This isn't like, I can't, even if I kill all of these, they'll just come back because they respawn. Rule of Rose is a nightmare to play, but it's like everything else is amazing. See, that's kind of how I feel about Evil Within. Just its gameplay is lackluster, whereas it's dripping with character and its background. I guess, but I was a little more front. Like, this is me personally, obviously, but I was a little bit more frustrated with some of the Evil Within characters. I like Sebastian. He just I, it didn't feel like he did enough for me, if you know what I'm saying. And then right. Joseph Oda was a, just an idiot the whole game. And Kidman was being like, I like well, Kidman. I don't want to spoil. Yeah. But, you know, we kind of saw that happening. I do like Kidman. Out of all the characters in that game, I never had any shit with Kidman. So The problem also with me, I guess, is that I'm biased is that Sebastian is such a noir detective. And that's one of my favorite, like, detective type of stories. But Rule of Rolls also has, for those that are so inclined, a really great partner that's a dog. Oh, my God. I didn't even mention Brown. You're so right. Okay, so Rule of Rose is about a woman who goes to an orphanage. And that's literally all I can say <laughs> without spoiling anything. It's, so. it's, a, it's a cautionary tale of adopting needlessly. If you're going to adopt, don't adopt. If you, if you play the game, you'll know how that is actually the opposite. It's it's like such a story about why you should adopt dogs and shit. But in any case, um, it's it's got a really good story. Brown is a loving companion who, by the way, this is something great to mention here, actually. An advancement in survival horror gameplay. And I'm surprised it never went anywhere else and it's only in this game. Brown is an item finder. So let's say you're playing Resident Evil, right? And, oh my god, I'm so hurt. I wish I could find a green herb. You can get Brown to smell an item, and he will find more of that item in the map for you. That's great. Works with keys, too. So, like, you that, pick up a key. You, you understand that, like, breaks Resident Evil if you were to have that in Resi. Not really. I don't think so. It just, it, it's more of I like mean, an... That, half of Resi's backtracking. Well, what I mean, it, it just helps you find things that are already there. Although Brown spawns that shit in. Brown will create green herbs for you. That will break it. But like, So Brown's God. Brown is the God of Rule of Rose. And I don't think anybody will deny that. I think if you play the game, you'll know it. Um, in any case, I'm just saying it's a great feature to be like, hey, boy, smell this key. And he'll help you find the door for that key. Fucking genius concepts. And they never came up anywhere else. So, I don't know, Rule of Rose. Got some good ideas, a lot of bad ones too, though. Uh, I guess it's uh, my turn up at bat. Um, anybody who who's listened to us before on the Fan Freaks podcast, who have listened to us before, uh, I guess here on Eagle and Wolf, knows uh, Silent Hill is often mentioned, often referenced. Uh, shit, we started the show with a Vincent quote. Um <laughs> From this very game, Silent Hill 3. Uh, of course, I was going to bring this up. This is my favorite of the Silent Hills. Really? This is where, for me, Silent Hill should have ended. Um, a lot of people would agree with you, although I think 4 <laughs> was worth it. I think 4 was worth it, but okay. 
Sure, sure, sure. The vacuum that is Henry Townsend. But sure. Um, <laughs> he is supposed and the to entire be second insert. half of the game. <laughs> the entire second half of the game is the worst part of Metal Gear Solid 2 all over again. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, the, oh, my God. The second half of Silent Hill 4 is balls. Yeah, no, I agree. Fuck that. It's got um, a lot of cool visuals, but yeah, no. <laughs> but let's talk about Silent Hill 3. Um, first of all... Uh, we here on Eagle and Wolf, we love our female protags. We love when they're well-written. And mm-hmm. Heather, in my opinion, is one of the best uh, strong lead female characters. Like, if you were to ask me what's the definition of a great character in video gaming, I would probably put Heather Mason. Because from the beginning of the game to the end, she is getting her shit ruined by <laughs> by by just her lineage by everything her life ruined and just it progressively gets scarier but it also has such a such a great um form of gameplay that that took what was great in 2 and improved upon it i feel it's got great unlockables um the backgrounds just dripping with 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 fear. I hate no, the fucking and mall, literally, the amusement I'm sorry, park. Literally dripping in, in the hospital and the church. Like literally yeah, dripping. Literally <laughs> dripping. Um Heather's a great character. Douglas is a great character. Vincent's hilarious. Um Vincent, who has the best written lines in the entire series, and I will still agree to that statement. And and we got a great villain in, in uh Claudia. Oh right? my god, yes. Um, fun fact, um, those who don't know, Donna Burke, and I don't know why people give her shit. I don't know why, because like people say that they think uh Angela's voice acting in Silent Hill 2 is like too like flat. I don't see that at all, maybe with the lost line, but I never got that. I don't know if you knew that, that Angela is Claudia, the same voice actress. Uh no, but that makes sense. Yeah, Donna Burke, she's great. She's absolutely great. Oh, fun fact, uh Donna Burke also sings uh, Sins of the Father, the MGS In Metal Gear Solid 5. Yeah, she sings that. So that's Angela Claudia singing that song, by the way. <laughs> um, I want that in a mod for Silent Hill 3. Just, just to do it. Every time she comes in. Excuse oh. me. Excuse me. Uh, I'm looking for Silent Hill. Is this the right, right way? I'm kind of lost. <laughs> like just straight up <laughs> with the same facial expression and everything i'd fucking laugh um, um but i, I but I, I agree I, with you you mentioned something earlier that like heather gets her the sh- or like her shit wrecked throughout silent hill 3 and i agree but remember that time period like around tomb raider and dmc where like it was cool to have your main characters all like fucked up yeah heather was doing that shit way before Way before. Like, <laughs> she didn't get also, fun. she's way smarter than James as a character. Oh, well, because what I like with Heather, if, if I may, really quick, I know this is your pick, but Heather is is a fantastic main character because they they took the idea of this is, oh, wow, I almost said a spoiler. This is a young girl, the daughter of somebody um, who, who is young, obviously, and she has a personality of someone who's kind of young and and kind of has a little bit of an attitude, but she's not unlikable. She's not a dick. Mm-hmm. She's just sort of like, she. you get the idea that she's lived having to like forcibly be like, okay, I'm not going to let anybody try and fuck with me. Like I live in a city 
and I'm a woman in a city and I've got a fucking like, this guy's approaching me, telling me about my birth. This guy's got to fuck off. Like, I don't know yep. this, this kind of realism and, and they never, never once, which is kind of extreme, especially with like a lot of games where they have, oh, the main characters, you know, uh, 14 Riku, but she's wearing a bikini Riku. You know what I mean? Like she actually dresses like a goddamn teenager too. So I, everything about Heather is just really cool in terms of character and design. Um, and obviously this goes without saying, but please play the OG release and not the HD collection. I think that goes without saying. Um, For some reason in the HD, yeah, I, they, they gave her a voice. You may be an innocent bystander. And it's like, why do you, why do you sound like that? <laughs> I, I'm going to end my pick here with just saying, in my opinion, you don't necessarily need to play Silent Hill 1 and 2 to enjoy 3. It does help to play those. It does help. Ones, especially. Right. It does. But don't feel peer pressured that you have to. All right? Just, just going to put that out there. Just I'm putting it out there. Do with that what you will. But do feel peer pressured to not play the HD collection. Because I understand that's the yeah, easiest that, option. No. But they fuck it up. That game literally runs in half the speed. Don't worry about it. Anyway. When we uh, when we decided to uh, do an HD collection, we we decided to uh, put Comic Sans because it's really the most fearing uh, font we can we can decide on. The, the, the thing that makes um, Silent Hill enemies um, really scary is their unpredictability. So um, what, what what I did was is I took the sound effect of the lying figure and I slowed it down by thirty. Um, I know it sounds really glitchy and awful, but I, I thought it was scary. I guess. Like, Tom, Tom, anyway, moving on. Tom Hewlett, if you're out there, please come on our show. We want to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to talk. I'm going to reach few, out to him on I Twitter and be words. like, yo, man, you want to be on a podcast? No, okay, but no, like, I'm not, I'm not angry at Tom Hewlett or anything. I just, it's very clear he made some decisions I disagree with. And by the way, what total balls? To fucking put Silent Hill as like your like your your second uh, suggestion and not expect me to have a whole hour talking about Silent Hill three. Come on. No, I'm, I'm, look, I put my favorite Silent Hill. <laughs> I didn't put your favorite Silent Hill. But you might as well have. You opened up this fucking can of light bulbs. We're gonna have. Well, then to do what? This. What do you got? What do you got? You got a Silent right, Hill right, on man. your list? No, I'm sorry. I try. I felt like Silent Hill would be a little too obvious, so I don't have it on my list. Maybe yeah, next. Would time. you say on the nose? It would be too on the nose. I feel like this is this is a pun. I'm not understanding. No, there's no pun. I'm just saying it's too like. Oh, it's George. Yeah, I'm sorry, it's Wolf, the Bone King, he's gonna put Silent Hill. Yeah, and then by that point, the show would have really gone to the dog ending. God. <laughs> anyway, so here's my second, Silent Hill 3 is a great suggestion, obviously, I love that game, it's an S rank. <laughs> um, or maybe a, ooh, I don't know if it's an S rank, because the level, mm, we'll talk, we'll talk, we'll talk. My my second suggestion. Tune in for that inevitable talking tears. So yeah, we'll call it something else, but yes, something like that. Um, here's my second suggestion. It's um, tell me if this story sounds familiar to you. So, it's a horror game, and it involves zombies, and there are a lot of zombies. And in fact, they've over overtaken this little small American town, 
And and it's so filled with zombies that the local mall is actually flooded with zombies. And one brave, brave reporter decides to get the scoop on what's going Has on. Has he covered wars? In Willamette. You know? And you know, kinda, he did. Uh, you know, okay, so obviously I'm alluding to Dead Rising, which is... I'm not gonna lie, I feel like it's underrated. It's it's a fucking great concept and idea. You basically take Dawn of the Dead and you turn it into a game. But it's not exactly Dawn of the Dead because it's not following the same characters as Dawn of the Dead or, or any of that. It's just, you know, it's, it's that same concept of, well, you're in a mall and it's filled with zombies. If you right. had access to anything and everything, what would you use? And that's such a great concept on its own that it kind of carries the entire gameplay moving forward. Um, the, the actual, okay, so you would actually get bored if it was just go in a mall, kill zombies to your heart's content and do whatever. And in fact, a lot of people actually just do that. And in fact, they prefer that for whatever reason. I would get bored if it was just that the whole game. But right. they have this little extra element where you are, you're a journalist trying to get the scoop on what's going on in Willamette. So you have to go to different places in the mall at the right time so that you can see certain events, meet up with certain people, save survivors. There is a time management system in this game. Everybody that I talk to fucking hates it, which is such a shame because I feel like it adds so much depth to the game. And like having to decide which route you take in order to get to a certain uh, event or, or scoop or whatever a case or or like if you can't even make it to that one or if what should you prioritize that was always a great part of Dead Rising for me because it it also furthers the story you have to be at certain times and certain places to continue the story as well and I like it, that it it adds another layer of anxiety inducing because like oh I'm I have to meet this requirement at this time, because if not, I lose out on something I really wanted. And I would like to also stress that I never felt like the main cases were ever that strict. Like, yes, the bonus missions, the side quests and the survivors, they're like to get everyone is, is going to be tough. It's a little bit hectic. But the main cases, they, they usually give you a lot of time between them to do them. And you got a lot of time to just run around. And that's the thing I don't understand when people say that Dead Rising is like, annoying with its time management because you don't have to do it like you could literally let those cases fail and keep playing the game will just say the main story failed would you like to keep grinding for levels and you say yes and you just play the game killing zombies like everyone fucking wants to and complains about so dead rising has a great concept a great gameplay loop and promotes a lot of different gameplay styles if you just want to kill shit. So I, I definitely recommend Dead Rising. It is a solid game, very well put together. Uh, go ahead. I, I have a question. Is it going to be about the NPC survivors? Because, yeah, they are kind of dumb in Dead Rising 1. No. Is it horror? Yes. Zombies? it feels like a... It feels more comedy than anything. You okay? But you do, make it. Do the you have? Do you have? Um, I'm sure you have a health system. You have your PP. I yeah, you and do. you got to get your PP bonus. Um, you get PP for taking pictures. <laughs> it's it's. Is it survival horror enough to be on this recommendation? Is I think another so. question I have. I think so okay. because 
managing your health is very important. You gotta find your orange juices, your melons and whatnot around the entire map and getting them and deciding what, whether to hold on to something or not. You've got a limited inventory system, so it's a matter of deciding what you need to bring in there. There is tons of horror all around you with zombies, violence, and gore. The comedy is something you bring into the game. In the story and any of the main cases, there's no comedy. The comedy is almost strictly for extra shit you find in the mall, like toy swords or gimmick hats and shit. You as a player bring that into the experience. You don't have to at all. But I will I will admit, Dead Rising 3 and 2 off the record especially did make the comedy part of the main story, which I don't agree with. Um, I will also say Dead Rising 2 is a great sequel. They passed it over to the Canadian team and they did a great job. I think off the record kind of sucks because they kind of took all the the seriousness of it and made it a joke. And I and it's it turned into Saints Row zombies, essentially, by that point moving forward. Ooh, you got a thing called like the Prober and you fucking stuck it up a zombie's ass. And it's like, oh, okay, sure. Eh. So Dead Rising wasn't always It'd be a funny if you were 12. It'd be funny if you were 12. And that's definitely the demographic it was going for. Dead Rising 4 is a fucking sham that just drains all the fun and challenge of anything Dead Rising had. So if you're going to play Dead Rising, one and two, that's all you got. <laughs> or the ones I suggest, at least. So uh, right. I think I got everything there. Also, Frank West is just great. Great protagonist. Good job, Capcom. Um, <laughs> you're up next. So we go from a protagonist with a photo camera uh-huh. from your pick to my pick with a video camera. Okay. I almost got very upset. <laughs> okay. You're like, your character with a camera and my character with a camera. I'm like, you motherfucker. No. You better no, not. No, <laughs> actually, this one um, is one of my favorite games of all time. And I can't play it by myself because I'm too much of a pussy bitch. Um, Outlast. Interesting. I fucking love Outlast. Uh, the environment is great. It's 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 somewhat refreshing to play something limited where I can't fight back. If you're caught, you're dead. Basically, you're this guy that's investigating a insane asylum. But when you get there, the inmates have taken over the asylum. And then you find out there's a seedy underbelly. I mean, we we've heard this before. There's a lab wait, underneath. Wait, someone's doing experiments that. on people in an asylum. Wait, wait, what? Wait, wait, wait. People? <laughs> <laughs> then people, Steve. People. <laughs> Maybe you should get more batteries. Believe yeah, me. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I They'll will. leave you. Batteries will always leave you behind. Um, <laughs> we were we were going for the same quote, but I interrupted you at the last part of it. I'm sorry. Um, but it's a fulfilling game. All you have is your camera. Your night vision is being used, and it, it drains your battery. You have you basically are in a one hit kill type of environment because once you're caught, you're dead. Hmm. But the creature's designs are great. I love the level layout. I love how the Insane Asylum has that good old Spencer Mansion type of thing. It's got this very gothic setting. Um, and it's great. I think it's, it's, it's a superb horror title. A true blue horror title. Does it have a great 
No, I mean, you really don't have an inventory system, but you have a bunch of files and a bunch of lore. Um, you don't really have a health system. You just have batteries. That's really all you find for your camera. So in in the traditional survival horror sense, no, it's a true blue horror game. I mean, it's still okay. I, so no, this I is see your fucking face. This is the way and the I definition like... of survival horror gets kind of skewed because it's like the idea of being in a survival situation, having to survive with horror elements could go for like any genre. Like you could have an RPG where you're trying to survive and there and you're trying to manage your elements and and with horror elements. Like you see what I mean? Like this is such a, a vague concept with survival horror that I feel like it could cover a lot of bases. You know, a lot of different gameplay styles even. Yeah. You got third person yeah. Resident Evil, you got first person Outlast, you got like uh arcade-ish kind of Dead Rising where you're like slashing through crowds. It's all a matter of how you interact with the, the enemies, you know what I mean? Um overall, I will say, uh if you if you like there is some pop-up scares, you know, in Outlast. There is those um camera jumps. I also would like I, to I mention the there is the element of like being out of your element where it's like the scaling you have to because it's okay outlast does this where you're in a place where you're obviously dwarfed in power you know what i mean like you're yeah. in a dangerous situation and you have to work to get out on top whereas right. and same thing with dead rising as well so if i were to compare something like dead rising and devil may cry you know, Devil May Cry, you feel like you have a big advantage over a lot of the enemies. In Dead Rising, you don't. And I think that's also a thing I have to specify there. Yeah. All right. I I, I guess that's about it for my Outlast pick. I, I will say, though, I'm sorry. I feel like I'm interrupting a lot of your picks with random tangents because I, I have. This is why we wanted to do more shows about other survival horror games. Because I right. There's all these right. fucking We've been bugs. wanting to do it. We've been wanting to do it. We originally were going to do it last month. But, uh, but then the show <laughs> show came but out. Then the show came out. But, and um, we're uh, we're the um, what is it? The black sheep of the Resident Evil fandom because everybody fucking hated it. Well, it's not that I loved it, but yeah, it wasn't bad. Bad. I mean, I've seen worse in this fucking series, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we watched the Paul W S Anderson movies, and we watched Welcome to Raccoon City, so. Anyway, I just would like to say Outlast is one of those um, hide-and-seek horror games. I It's not that I don't like it. It bothers me a little bit because it feels like it playing... bothers you being on my list or bothers you... No, no, you... like playing those kind of games. Oh, okay. Me personally. Okay, like uh, Amnesia and Slender. Yeah, because I, hiding is f good and fun and all that, but I feel like a lot of the times I end up getting stuck in a loop... Where it's like I hide and then I have to wait for specific pathing for the enemy to go and then sometimes he'll go back into the pathing and it's like, fuck, then I gotta run all the way back to the locker, wait more, and then it's like, it feels like it's just slowing down the gameplay a lot more. And, like, stealth segments are fine, but a lot of, like, for example, Akamanto, I played this uh, on the channel a while back, um... I think it's it's a Chilla's art game, and it was just like I get out, and the guy would find me in like two seconds, and I go hide. Walk out for two seconds, the guy would find me, I go hide, and it's like that kind of shit really slows down the pacing for me, me personally. Um, and Outlast was kind of like that too for me, and also the the added thing of having a big burly guy completely naked chasing you was supposed to be a bad thing, and I was like, wait, I don't. <laughs> 
You want me to but run? But he doesn't have a penis. That well, you still got to see some in that game. I'll tell you what, they're around. You saw ass. It's plenty of ass in that game, and one person who definitely wants to make you their bride. Tell you what, very romantic individual. Um, but yeah, Outlast, interesting pick. Shall, shall I go to my next one? Yes, sir. Your number. Well, we're not doing a top. This is well, it's it's my third, third suggestion. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and make this my third suggestion because I want to explain why I was scared when you first brought up Outlast. You were like, oh, you know, it's Fatal Frame, isn't it? Cameras and whatnot. Yes, my next pick will be Fatal Frame. Which, which one? Oh, well, I've been doing series, so that's interesting. But if I had to pick... Oh, I, I did I did specific games, so... That's... Yeah, well, notice how in... Well, Rule of Rose really doesn't have any other games. Dead Rising, I talked you about... You specifically both. said one in your in your whole diatribe. Like, for the what? whole thing you were... For Dead Rising? About... Yeah, for Dead Rising, oh, you well, only I mentioned, mentioned Frank West. I mentioned two, whatever, it's fine. You did, but your whole thing was on Frank and, fine, and the fine. Willamette Mall. Well, <laughs> I Which mean, Fatal you Frame? You don't have to. Okay, Fatal Frame's so cool. It's kind of like Silent Hill where you don't have to play one or two. Like, in sequential, you could play one or two. But then in order to play three, you kind of need to play one maybe, but not even really. So, like, they're all kind of self-contained in their own right. All right, let's, fuck right. It. let's go to the beginning. Let's start at one. Fuck it. So... Fatal Frame, which, by the way, now that I'm saying this and thinking about it, is probably not as well known at, that I think it is because it has been like 20 or so fucking years, um, like since it's been popular or whatever. But like that's probably a lot, but whatever. Fatal Frame is a game series that takes place in Japan. The first game is about Miku going to find her brother, who is a paranormal investigator in the Shimiro mansion. Himido, Himido or Shimido? One of those. One of them. It's a mansion. All right. Very, very resi. You look. You like resi. You'll love this mansion. Um, you go in there and you find this fucking camera. Himido over in Japan loosely translates to Spencer. <laughs> oh, fuck you! I actually was like, wait, do you know? Do you know what Himido stands for? I actually, like, I never looked it up. And it, it's great because in that game, it expects you to solve like word puzzles in Japanese, and you're like, bitch, I don't know kanji. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I'll try though. Oh man, Fatal Frame 2 is great. Um, anyway, so Fatal Frame 1, back at there, you find this camera and it's called the Camera Obscura. And this special ass camera can actually take pictures of ghosts. Um, this is actually a genius fucking concept because when you first hear about a game where you fight ghosts with cameras, you're like, that sounds kind of lame. It doesn't though, because in practice, like, think about any other game, you shoot the ghosts and they're dead. With a camera, you gotta be up in there. The closer you are, the more damage you do. The better the shot, the more damage you do. If they're about to hit you, the more damage you do. And that's called a fatal frame. Hey, name hey. Um, So, like, it, it takes this concept of going through the Himido Mansion, taking pictures of ghosts as they're, like, it's a third-person game, Resident Evil style, and then it switches to first person when you bring the camera up. And it, that kind of switching dynamic allows for a lot of cool scares where ghosts will come out of walls or, or kind of appear and they feel close, but you have to look in first person to find them. Like, really cool shit Fatal Frame does. Um... Fatal Frame 1 is a great game. Fatal Frame 2 is my favorite because it tells a story of two sisters going into a, a lost village and it's fucking gorgeous. The soundtrack's great. I I'm guess you could say it's a tale of two sisters. 
Okay, so when I saw that movie, <laughs> so when I saw that movie, it was very hard for me not to think about that game. But yes, you're you're absolutely right. Um, the soundtrack, uh, much like Utada Hikaru in Kingdom Hearts games, they have a returning uh, artist come to do the songs for Fatal Frame, and that's Amano Sukiko, um, and she's uh, God, I must have said that wrong. Oma, uh, Amano Sukiko, God damn it, Sukiko, whatever. Bro, nobody listens to our show for Japanese. Either uh, way, she's awesome, and I want to give her fucking thus. props. God damn it, F- fucking Chao is a great song. All right, Akatsuki, man. Anyway. <laughs> I love this series. I really wish um, it kind of was as popular as it was back then. It seems like it kind of peaked with Fatal Frame 2 and to 3, and then it kind of... Yeah, the last know. thing I heard was, what, Black Maiden or some shit on the Wii U? Uh, yes, so there's Fatal Frame 4 and 5, even. Um, Fatal Frame 4 is a good game, but it was kind of only localized for Europe and Japan. America never got it. And then Fatal Frame 5 was Japanese only until they brought it over way, 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 way later. Um, and, and like, those two last games really lean heavy on the whole, like, I don't know, cute girl aesthetic, which was always a thing, and I'm not going to say it wasn't, because it was always a cute, like, the girls were always kind of cute, and they walked so slow, the slowest walking speed of any game ever in my life. And it kind of focused on that a little bit more to where it's like, hey, check out this new tech that's all about how wet we can get our protagonist. That's why that one's about the maiden of the black water or whatever, because they wanted to show off the wet T-shirt textures. And it's like, you guys, you guys are losing the focus a bit, but I see what you're doing. That's fine. So anyway, before I spend the next hour talking about Fatal Frame, it's a fantastic series. If you have a PS3, you can actually buy these games. Still? Yeah. Oh, wait, shit. Is the PS3 marketplace still up? I forgot if they got rid of that or I not. I think it's done. God damn it. Might- because that was the... Dude, you could buy digital versions of Fatal Frame 1, 2, and 3 as like PS2 classics on the PS3, and they never ported that shit over to PS4. So I have that on my PS3. I was lucky enough to get it. So if it's still there... Good on you. Do. Oh, and they remade Fatal uh, Frame 2 for the Wii. Sorry, go ahead. No, no. I was going to go to my next pick. Yeah, please do. <laughs> um, so this one might be a contentious pick because I don't know if it's actually survival horror, but it's in a franchise that you and I both, you know, we like to say it's uh, Resident Evil and Samurai Japan. Oh, uh, but Animusha 2. Wait, um, 2? Interesting pick here. That's my favorite one. But two is I like lo- the least survival Jube. horror. Two is like eight, out of one, two, and three, you know, two is the least survival horror, right? Like, yeah, okay. because I want my survival horror to have romance options. I want friends, damn it! <laughs> like, especially when demons are ransacking the the uh, countryside. Look, Onimusha two has some great side characters. We're not going to talk about. Uh, oh God. Oh, what's his face? The big the, dude with the gun? No. No, the big dude with the spear. The the guy, the bandana No, I guy love him. I want to talk about him. I don't want to talk about the, the annoying ninja guy. The the best friend where, huh, I wish you'd pay more attention to me. <laughs> like, he's such a little shit. I think it's, uh, God, was it Yosuke or, or something like, I, I don't know why. Maybe I'm transposing Persona 4. <laughs> But th- there were, you don't remember? There was a guy who used kunai and he had like a headband. And it was, was a girl. No, that that's Onya. It, it was a girl. No, it's not. 
There is a guy. Oh, all right. Fucker. Talk about Onimusha while I look this shit up. So for those that don't know, Onimusha is a forgotten Capcom series, which I miss it. Br- bring back Onimusha 2. They brought back Onimusha 1. You could you can find that anywhere. And that's a great game. That's a great game, but it's not my favorite. I agree, and it's weird that it's not the most optimal version. Oh, that of guy. Yeah, 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 I just yeah, sent him yeah. the picture. Um, the one that the Onimusha that's on sale, the HD version, is not the final version with all the content from the Xbox release, but whatever. That's fine. I mean, it works. Um, yeah, that guy's a piece of shit. Kotaru is his name, by the way. I, I can't stand Fuck Kotaru. Um, so when it comes to Onimusha 2... I I was blown away by one and two really hooked me with its great uh, character of Jubei. I I really love Jubei as a character. I w- I was very sympathetic to his plot. Um, I liked the creature design in this. I really love how ho- uh, visceral the gore got in some of the in some of the. Um, Oh my god, pre-render backgrounds, like you see the corpses and everything. And again, it's running on a PS2. Um, so for modern gen, it's probably not that great. But still, there was a lot of viscera. There was there was also a hub world, which is not survival horror. I mean, that's what I mean by saying that this one's probably the least kind of survival horror. Cause like out of my entire list, it is. No, out of, out of all of the list, Onimushas. I, like Onimusha one is in a Spencer estate. Excuse like, you. But what about what about Dawn of <clears throat> Dreams or whatever the fuck? The fourth one? Where it was an arcade? I'm sorry. The the game that you've titled does not exist. Please insert another <laughs> title. <clears throat> fucking dawn of dreams god how how is that game worse than blade warriors how is that how is it possible <laughs> um i really enjoyed it i think it's a breath of fresh air in a horror atmosphere where horror doesn't necessarily always have to be something uh to scare you but something to enjoy if you like that type of dark uh uh, Mid, uh disgusting feudal japan yeah, um, I I equate the Onimusha series a lot to the Evil Dead series, where you have this, it's horror-related, and the first one's the most horrific, two's fun, and three's way wacky. I'm, I'm not going to let you, no, no, sorry, no, okay. Onimusha 3, You're- Onimusha 3 brings it back to the roots. That that's some fucking actual survival horror shit, and it's even better because. Bro, but there's time travel. And bitch, so did Dino Crisis. How is that not Army so of Darkness? So Crisis. How the how? No, hold on. Don't what about this? I'm asking you uh-huh. right now. Is Onimusha three not Army of Darkness? No. You want to know why? Why? It's it's half Army of Darkness. Are you forgetting the Samanosuke story? Yeah, where he's in present time. Yeah, so it's kind of... Oh, I'm going to get crucified. I was going to say better, but I feel like it's going to get people mad. <laughs> I, I mean, I mad. like that idea of the, the swap narratives, you know, where someone from the past goes to the future, someone from the future goes to the past. Onimusha 3 is fucking great, okay? Because it doesn't I love that, 3. I love 3, but 2, two for me is better. That's I just, fine. I really enjoy 2. That's totally um, fine. I just, look, Onimusha 1 is Resident Evil 1, but with samurais. 
Onimusha 3 is sort of Resident Evil 3 in two different cities. It's it's great. At two different time periods. Yes. In fact, around Onimusha 3 was when they were making Outbreak. So you can see some of the same kind of level design when you go through the zoo in Onimusha 3. And you're like, ah, my God, Capcom, I know you. But let, let me just let me just say right now. Please play the Onimusha games. Please do. Uh, just the first three. Um, just play one at least. Somebody. Goddamn. Please. Uh, but Onimusha 2, I really enjoyed. It's my favorite in the franchise. I could replay it endlessly. And I hope uh, Capcom remasters that as well. Just like they did one. I'd be, I'd be absolutely fine with it. It's a fun niche pick in the survival horror, I guess. Out of all three Animushas, I would agree it's the least amount of horror. Because, I mean, romance options. Well, you it's just because that, that one just feels so much more grounded because it had such a huge element on building a team kind of thing. Yeah. And, and like a yeah, social you made, system. You made your Avengers out of yeah. feudal Japan. So it, it kind of had like more of a solid base where you didn't really feel like out of... Uh, Power balance. He felt he felt kind of uneven because he had a lot of people with you. Onimusha three took that shit right out, and you're like, nope, you're you're Gene Reno, Jean Reno, and you're fucking shit up. Um, yep, great game. Anyway, uh, but I I just I like Onimusha one a little bit more, and I wouldn't have picked the one with fucking uh, Ninja Steve in it because that's kind of who he is. <laughs> You know, yeah, I just realized why That's I don't like so him. good. I realized Fuck. why I don't like Kotaro. It's because he's just Steve. Like, he acts the exact same way. Anyway. Yeah, why don't you go email Samonosuke and tell him to come over here? I'm sure he'll come running. You know, that carrier You're- pigeon's just a waste of time. <laughs> Samonosuke will never come. Believe me, I know. <laughs> Your ninja What's in shining What's his problem? <laughs> Okay, all right, we can we'll be here forever. But yes. More uh, than samurai? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kotaru. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so By the way, this list is our half half meandering attempt of just making fun of Steve. Because we brought up Steve the most in this list. I'm wait, really? Did, the, did I bring up yeah, Steve another time? Yeah, we talked about Steve like this is our third time talking about Steve or it's referencing really Code Veronica. It's just really easy. I don't know. Because Steve, Steve's just so annoying. Uh, anyway, before we get on this tangent, I do not like Steve, obviously. <laughs> Moving on. Um, So this next pick is kind of obvious and I'm kind of scared because if you have it, I kind of want to let you have it because I've got plenty of things to, to make up for it. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, Next pick is going to be Dead Space. Nope. Okay, all right, cool. So then I have this completely open market to talk about it. Dead Space um, is uh, is way more popular. It's probably the most popular thing on my list right now. Like, out of all the things, uh, more people probably have heard about Dead Space. I wanted to make sure I included Dead Space because this was a game series that kind of brought horror back to the focal point before the indie horror games did. Can, can we talk about when it came out? It came out, what, 09, 2010 or something yeah, like that? Yeah, I thought That's maybe what, 2011 or something, 2012, 2011. When that came out, we didn't really have anything in the environment for survival horror. 
wasn't uh, Resident Evil like five or six around that time? Five, I right? Think. But that's not survival horror. I know, but I'm just, that's what uh, we were used to. <laughs> Right. At, th- at that point, we didn't have anything that was truly horror related. Silent Hill had long been dead. Resident Evil had lost its identity. Well, that- and at that point, the only thing that came out was this niche game. It's very niche for, for EA to release. I mean, this is fucking EA, Mr. Madden themselves, you know? And it comes out and... I I I fully welcome your pick. This is a little bit of blasphemy. I never managed to to beat Dead Space. It's such a fun game that it's it's hard for me to imagine like stopping. So I'm like, wow, okay. Please, I, I recommend you finishing it. Obviously, shit, shit happened when I when somebody lent me the game and then I completely forgot about it. Okay. I don't okay. know. It, will, hap- it happens, man. But uh, I really do need to finish it. But yeah, continue. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I, I will remind you. you that Steam regularly has it on sale for four dollars. Just oh, that's so you that's know. nice. But I shouldn't play Extraction two or three. What? Wait. Oh, you mean first? Yeah, I should just play one. Oh, okay. So Dead Space is one of these series that, well, first off, let's explain this. Dead Space is about uh, an engineer by the name of Isaac Clark. First off, great name. Um, Isaac Clark going to the USG Ishimura. It, oh, damn. That, that just reminded me of a great topic for a show, like top five survival horror locations. Oh, wow. Ishimura's definitely up there, buddy. That's such a great idea for a horror location. Like, you've got your mansions, you've got your castles, you've got your stuff. How about a derelict ship in space? Figure out what happened. Oh, you're stuck there now. Good luck. Like, it's it's such a great concept, as well as having your main character not be a soldier, so you're not just straight up dooming it. You know what I mean? Like, you're an engineer, so you have a, a plasma cutter, which is something that's used to cut wires and metal and stuff. And it helps you, and there's a big focus on actually removing limbs. I would argue too much of a focus on removing limbs because when you first start the game within the first five minutes, you get like four different things telling you to shoot the limbs. And it's like, dude, I get it. Like you fight one thing and it dies from having its limb cut off. Okay. All right. The limbs work. Then it's written on the wall, cut off the limbs. Okay. All right. The limbs work. Then you pick up a video call and it's like, you gotta shoot for the dude. Seriously? Like I get it. Shoot for the limbs. Um, either way. Would that be hand-holding tutorial-wise? It feels like they were not confident in the player. Like, they were they were kind of like, the player's just going to keep aiming for the head because that's just I mean, this is do. EA. They're like, uh, no, no, they don't play Resident Evil. They don't play horror games. We they were actually kind of like... Like, they were trying to patch into that market, though. There's definitely a little bit of over-the-shoulder RE4-isms, especially with the over-the-top 100%. death scenes, the quick-time events. Like... There's shades of RE4 here. So if you like RE4, oh my God, you'll love Dead Space. Um, One thing I will say, Dead Space 1 is sort of Let's Play Poison. Uh, (laughs) Wait, why? Why a Let's Play Poison? I feel like Dead... Because I did it. I did a Let's Play of Dead Space 1. It's on my channel, Dead Space 1. I did it with Vinny, actually. And we found ourselves... We found ourselves sort of distracted more often than not. Because A, we had played the game before. And B... A lot of the areas are banking on you feeling immersed 
to where like, oh, I'm in the dark and I need to focus on being scared in the dark. Did not work when I had Vinny there. So just a co-op let's play kind of made the game a little trivial. So I don't know. Dead Space 2 might be better with that. Dead Space 2 is a kind of a bigger version. And it's really interesting because they kind of follow the same thing Resident Evil did. Resident Evil 1's in a mansion. Dead Space 1 is in a ship. Uh, Resident Evil 2 is in a city. Dead Space 2 is in a city. Dead Space 2 is pretty much the raccoon city of Dead Space. Oh, okay. Yeah, they they up the I, But I was told the 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 franchise kind of petered off with two. No, like two. Oh, it was three. It was three. So one okay. and two are I think are fantastic, and some people will even say Dead Space Two is better than one, and I could totally see that. It's just a different kind of. It's like comparing RE One and RE Two. One's way more action centric than the other one, um, but they're right. still both horror games that are really good. Um, those games you kind of have to play in order because Isaac is the main character of every single one and you're kind of following him as he keeps keeps on falling into more shit, kind of like the Resi veterans do. Um, but then Dead Space... Poor Isaac. I know. Dude, that is a fucking understatement. Dead Space 2, you're like, poor Isaac. Dead Space 3, you're like, you guys are goddamn kidding, right? This guy is just never Top going to be happy. <laughs> Top five fucked over characters in survival horror. Oh, but Isaac's up there. I Isaac is like Heather. No, no, no. Because I still think Heather is in a better spot than Isaac. Isaac is so fucked. Like I can't talk about it, but there is nothing Isaac can do to really make things better, and that sucks. But whatever. We're not gonna get into that. Dead Space Three tried to force co-op in, and that's not a problem because RE Five and Six did it or whatever. But they they literally had areas that were like. I'm sorry, you cannot go through this door. You need a co-op partner. And it's like, excuse me? So it was just kind of annoying. And he, the co-op partner would just teleport in cutscenes. Very distracting. Dead Space 3, and that, that's kind of why it crashed. So hopefully Callisto Experiment does really well. Are you hyped at all for that? Yes. Yes, because it's the original Dead Space team. It seems as though they're building upon the original with way more stealth elements. There's, it's way more dark and actually using that darkness. I think Callisto might be great, actually. And and they'll be free of the binds of EA because being with EA, of course they were going to get fucking thrown in the garbage because EA is garbage. Indeed. They do this shit. I mean, they're like three straight years, the worst company in they the They killed Ultima, they killed Alice American McGee, they killed Dead Space, they kill everything they touched. So Dead is, Space. That, is that it on Dead Space? Uh, I mean, again, I would love to go into more detail on these games in their own episodes, but yes, if, if you're into some sci-fi... Tune into the inevitable uh, special on Dead Space. This is like the only sci-fi thing on my list. So if you like sci-fi, please. And if you haven't played fucking Dead Space yet and you love sci-fi, what are you doing? Anyway, <laughs> what's what's your second pick? Actually, this is my last pick. Oh, your last pick. I You're went, right. You're right. Yeah. My last pick, it's a little niche title. It's uh it's a little niche from from the good people. At Squaresoft before they were Squeenix. I know where this is going, goddammit. It's like the only um, horror game they ever did. <laughs> it's, it's The Bouncer. <laughs> Obviously it's Ur guys. Come on. It's it's uh Parasite Eve. Uh right. one of the best RPGs I've ever played in my life. The soundtrack is amazing. Aya 
or Aya? I always said I always, Aya, but I really don't know. Neither do I. Like Square used to a, do this a lot with their characters: Tifa, Tifa, Chocobo, Chocobo, Aerith, and Aerith. No, goddamn it! Because in the goddamn <laughs> original release, it's T H. I don't give a fuck what the original Japanese translation is. Shut. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. This, Calm this down, is, son. It's just a drawing. This has been an <laughs> ongoing thing to the point where they retconned her goddamn name to be heiress, but whatever. I guess it works better because she's the heir. Ugh, we're not getting into this. All right, go ahead. <laughs> so um, it's in a big city. It's in New York. Uh, turns out people and creatures in the world, in the city, are turning into hideous monsters. And they're running rampant, and you have to save the world, basically. Um, it's your standard JRPG where you, you know you're you're a lowly individual having to save the world. Uh, love the creatures design, love the environment. It's a it's better than than two, even though two is more resi than one. Hmm. Especially with the fixed camera angles and uh in two. But one, it's an RTS like uh, I don't know what that viewpoint's called. I don't know if it's top down. Is it top down? I know it's like got sort of I, like a. It's halfway almost. It's like a corner angle. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like everything's sloped type yeah. of way. Um, it's got great collection of weapons. You do have a. You know, you got your little magic meter, your little power up. Uh, for Resi okay. characters, okay. it's known as plot armor. You, um, I like how you just glance by the magic meter. <laughs> like this, this is such a, a jarring thing in this narrative. Where, like, first off, if you thought you knew mitochondria before, like, <laughs> did you know that the mitochondria is a powerhouse of the cell? It's also capable of just wiping out cities. Because, like, I, this game is like if you told someone who is really ignorant about evolution like to make a horror game about evolution mm -hmm. this would be what they think evolution is like no you're talking about mutating people and it's like this whole game is about evolving and stuff and they're evolving into monsters using mitochondria which makes no sense mitochondria does not do that but they at the time of writing this game they didn't know and it was based on a book so, did you know that, by the way, Parasite Eve is based on a book? Yeah. Yeah. I do. And in that book, they talk about mitochondria, so whatever. Did you know some fucking emo band made a, a song dedicated to Parasite Eve? Cool. I, I probably would know it, I think. I, I forgot who sings it, but whatever. Um... Beyond the Horizon? Oh, that is a band. I mean, I, I don't know their, their stuff very well, so I couldn't tell you I it's think that. it's them. Whatever. Parasite Eve, I keep trying to get a wolf here. I almost called you Bone You King. can call me Bone... Look, at a certain point, like, we get it, it's the Eagle and Wolf show, but, like, our Twitter handles. But our Twitter handles, though, come on. <laughs> um, I even have it in a physical case, pristine, well-kept. I would actually lend him physical copy of Parasite Eve so he could play it, but... We all know how uh, Bone King takes suggestions very well. Yeah. It's only, oh, it's only no, for his no, no, polls. No. How, no, no, no. The suggestions, how well I take them, right, buddy? What was the last game I played? 
Oh, Dino oh, Crisis. After a Dino year and a half. It, a oh, year my and goodness. a half of making me wait. After you suggested it, I, I incorporated it. And it took me a while, but I did it. And I'm sorry it wasn't A year and a half. Enough. I'm a sorry it wasn't fast enough. It still happens, buddy. And you know what? I'm interested that Dino Crisis wasn't on your list at all. I was actually expecting it. Um, yeah, but talking to you and watching your Let's Play made me get it off my list. I, I feel so bad, like, making people, like, have, like, I don't know. Um, I completely not, forgot how shit the full heal system that was. Second guess and whether or not plugs, they like the game. The fucking plugs. Oh, fuck the plugs. I look, it, I played through that game and I was like, this has got some really cool ideas, but why did they like take so many steps backward with the inventory? Like, why? All right, listeners, this is a whole new show. We're now going to rip into fucking Dino Crisis. We're talking Crisis about Dino Crisis quick. now. Uh, I don't know how you can upgrade a healing item that already fully heals and stops bleeding. Tell me what a plus version of that is going to do. I, I don't In know. vulnerability <laughs> for 30 seconds. Fuck, um, man. At least tell me. It doesn't even. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I, I do. I do. I cannot wait to see when Bone King plays uh, Parasite Eve. I think it's a great uh, two games. There's no third game. I don't know what you're talking about. That doesn't exist. <laughs> um, you don't remember? Also, I, I told Sphere you about Hunter. It. I told you about it that time I went to your third birthday. <laughs> If only you saw my face, Hey, listener. buddy. Hey, if buddy. If only you saw my face. That game was worth something. You want to know what it was worth? An extra what? costume for Lightning and Dissidia, because that's what it gave her. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I hope Squeenix brings it back in some way. It'll be all hallways, which is unfortunate. But, uh, you know, you do what you can. This is a dead franchise. But the first one, I feel, really holds up. If you like JRPGs, if you like horror elements, if you like a really engrossing story, I think this is your game. This is really up your alley. I really wish more people played it. You need a little bit of a suspension of disbelief if you're into science. Because, like, they just outright... Really, bro? Like, no. every fucking game we've no, talked no, no, about, no, no, you no, need no. a suspension of disbelief. Yes, but extra this time. Because, like, there's sort of, oh, my God, a virus turning things into monsters. Like, I can sort of get that. They just outright get scientific facts wrong. Just straight out. Like, this cell does this. And you're like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> it's like, so as long as you don't really pay attention to that. You also get to fight a zombie T-Rex, but I'm just going to leave it there. Yeah, it's it's almost like uh, they were taking some ideas from something. They were like, well, we want something Resident Evil-ish. And that Dino Crisis game is pretty cool. <laughs> Let's just. Um, in any case, yes, I, I agree with that pick. I can't wait till I finally play it. I know it's such an obvious survival horror I really should have, much like Dino Crisis, but I just never had it, so I never really had an opportunity to try it. I'll lend, I'll lend you mine. I'll lend you, I have Parasite Eve 1 and 2 physical editions. All right, I'll borrow your version with the HD updated backgrounds, that, that, um, <laughs> <laughs> that special version you have. Uh, I'll go ahead and play that one. Um, but yeah, no, it's a great pick. Are, are you ready for my, my uh, final suggestion? Can't wait. Let's see it. Let's hear it. There are many games that I still want to talk about. I want to just say that first and foremost. But there was one game I wanted to talk about now in terms of it being a survival horror because everybody loves to tell me it's not, but I, I kind of think it is. My final suggestion is going to be 
Bloodborne. I was not expecting Bloodborne. I know. I know you were. I was expecting fucking Silent Hill 2. I told you Silent Hill isn't on this list. It's too obvious. I, I, you but want I thought another? it was going to be a bait and switch. You want another hour of me freaking out? Like, I could do that. We could have a whole Silent Hill episode, and I could talk literally for hours about Silent Hill. However, in an interest of suggesting things that people can actually buy, goddammit, um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Bloodborne, um, even though it is kind of hard to get now because it's PS4 only, and yeah. Anyway... So, Bloodborne is a From Software game from the folks that do Dark Souls and Sekiro and, uh, I guess, uh, that other mech game that I don't know. Um, <laughs> but they're, they're a really popular, um, uh, publisher. And, in fact, no, no, just kidding. Oh, Armored Core. They did Armored, Armored Core. Core. Yeah, that's the one. They do Armored Core as well, which is really interesting. Um, but, uh, Bloodborne is about, and it's actually really simple. It, it, it kind of tells the story in a very fragmented way as, as many from software games do. Um, it's about a, your character who has been afflicted with a sickness and the only way for them to cure this sickness, oh, ah. they've been there. They are now down with the sickness. They let the madness and hate flow into me. I mean them. And <laughs> they go to help me, mommy. I won't do it again. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to think of like a character to use here. No hunter, don't do it again. Don't do it again. I've been a good werewolf. Um but no. So you go to your character goes to Yarnum to cure their disease because in Yarnum there's something called blood healing. And this blood healing is so fucking special that it's managed to cure just about any disease. And the healing church is really fucking talking it up. And they're good guys, right? Right? Right. So <laughs> the church is always good. Church churches have never been corrupt. Not once. Claudia, Claudia, who represents a church, is always good. Hey. And Galia Galepsi. Galia. Galia Galepsi. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. The, the Silent Hill 3 UFO ending song confirms that Claudia volunteers and gives candy to children. So I think she's actually a good person, all in all. Uh, either way, that's where you're getting the deep cuts, Silent Hill UFO lyrics, let's go. Um, anyway, so Bloodborne, you go to this place in order to get blood healed and immediately get wrecked by a goddamn werewolf. Uh, and so you kind of go into a pact so that you will get a blood transfusion and become a hunter. And the game is mm -hmm. all about being a hunter in Yarnum. Yarnum has a lot of fucking shit here, a lot of supernatural shit, and... I think this is a survival horror game for me, especially because the odds are against you. It is very much managing your healing, your your health, your, your healing items, your health, uh, uh, your ammo for shit, and a lot of different stuff. You're managing all these different elements and, and resources. On top of it, also having like very overtly horror elements. There are werewolves. Oh, this is a spoiler. Fuck. Well, okay, I'm not going to tell you the different monsters in this game, but this runs the gamut of Halloween monsters. And you'll be surprised. Right, the universal creatures. And you'll be surprised how much they manage to fit in this game. In fact, you'll think that there's nothing but werewolves for the first half hour because the game's pacing is kind of weird and you're stuck in Yarnum for a good chunk of it. But once you get out of Yarnum, there's a lot of shit you're going to see. It's overtly horror, resource management, and it, it's got genuinely scary moments. 
hey, don't don't feel you have to defend Bloodborne when I have Onimusha 2 on my Yeah, I know, seriously. That that one does I wouldn't even say that game has Bloodborne's overtly, more, more horrifying than Onimusha 2. Does Onimusha 2 even have horror or is it just violent? It's violent with, you know, creatures. Cause like in, in like Dead Rising, for example, it's it's violent, but it's also got the horror of like you're in a dark room and there's zombies in it. Like it's got psychopaths and stuff. Like there's a horror element to it. Whereas Onimusha Two feels like we gotta stop that evil, you know, warlord. We'll get him. Right. That's but that's <laughs> the story. There's there's still horror in it. You know, you could die. I, at need, any I need to. You can, you could die. You know, you're right. The most horrifying part in Super Mario World Two is when you die in a pit. <laughs> it's it reminds me of dying in a pit, and it's horrible. But no, I, I feel like I have to defend Bloodborne because people will say it's mainly an action game. But I would like to say that there's been a conscious effort to make it more horror focused. There are scary sound effects scary uh, interactions, creatures that will surprise you. And it feels very much purposely horror as opposed to Dark Souls. You know what I mean? Right. So anyway, Bloodborne is a whole different kind of survival horror game. And I very much do recommend it. It's got brand new spins on ideas and it seamlessly works them together. I think I think that's it. I think uh, we nailed this episode. We, uh, I have so we're many. Fine more. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. I have 17 more now. <laughs> Who's to say that when we record the next one, I won't have more? Jesus, um, <laughs> I tried so hard, you guys. <laughs> I think we're gonna need Cody and CJ on that one. Oh, um, how horrifying. <laughs> But I think uh, I I hope you guys and uh, you guys and gals out there enjoy that we're branching off. We're not just sticking to just the biohazard. We're not just sticking to the evil that is resident in this house. We're you know we're gonna see some hills that are silent. I mean, some well, eaves that are parasites. I mean, most of these suggestions are just kind of almost reskinned Resident Evil for some of them. But we're, we're not going to talk about that right now. They're different. Shush you. Spaces that are dead. Spaces that are, frames that are fatal. Borns that are blood. <laughs> Lasts that are out. Roses that are rule. I don't know if that <laughs> works super well. Um, but where can we find you, Bone King slash Eagle? I mean, Wolf. <laughs> I thought you were going to give my, my Twitch channel Bone King slash I'm like dude this guy's got it No uh, you can find me at Bone King TV I'm on Twitter I'm on Twitch And I'm on YouTube I backlog all the streams on YouTube And if you want to message me and yell at me And say how much you hated my options And why didn't you pick every option uh, You can message me on Twitter Now where can they find you Eagle At Adrian Doodliness On Twitter Um Yeah and I think, oh, and we also have a Twitter for Eagle and Wolf, at Eagle and Wolf Pod. And uh, I, I mean, want to say, should we, do we do shout outs? I always forget if we do shout outs. I mean, we we didn't have a shout out, I don't think, but we could. I mean, first off, Lindsay misleading, straight up, out of the gate. Um, Lindsay fucking misleading. The 100%. Goat. I can't, I cannot mention her. Um, and I guess, you know, Robots Don't Age. Cody, CJ, Kehlani, uh, 
anyone who's out there listening to us and giving us their time of day, I Where's appreciate Where's the boners? You. Boogle, uh, I don't know Kondish if they listen to the show, but okay. Beefy Sumo, Boogle. Uh, Wait, they uh, listen to the Kai. other show, but not this one? I don't, I don't know. I don't think anyone's listening to anything. <laughs> Look, well, how, shit. How Why are we doing I, the show How anyway? would I know unless I get a comment or a like or something? How are we supposed to know? So, you know, smash Talk the, to us. Yeah, smash that like button or my G spot, please. One or the other. Um, but yeah, no, we love y'all. And Let them know you're there. We'll see you next time on the Eagle and Wolf Show. Bye.